Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the Midway Point. It's uh, the 15th of November 2023. Happy Wednesday to you. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend everything. And remember, you know, think fondly of me. Think good thoughts of me this weekend as I am likely forced to go see that uh, god-awful trolls movie so yeah that's gonna be my weekend <laughs> so there you go yeah i mean I, I i don't know i don't know how these girls find this crap how they get into this crap and then it's like oh we want to go to this thing and you just sit there and you go what what how why you, you you raise them right you try to raise them right and then they find crap like this can't be as bad as the Paw Patrol movie, though. Either one of them. Both I saw in the theater. Well, the new one I saw in the theaters. Anyway, we've got a bunch of stuff to get to, and we'll get to it. Let's get with the getting. Oh, don't forget about the weekend effing review. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or Derek Hunter.locals.com. Appreciate the hell out of the support. Thanks to each and every one of you for that. Um, where to start? There was a massive, massive protest in favor of Israel yesterday. And that was a good thing to see. It really was. It was peaceful. There was nothing burning, nothing destroyed, nothing desecrated. Nobody tried to kill a police officer or even injure a police officer, if you can believe that. It was a completely different kind of protest that the likes of which this country has not seen in an exceedingly long time. It was wonderful. It was peaceful. It made a point. It was principled. It made a point. It had to have driven the left absolutely nuts. The left, the leadership of the left. They must have been wanting to... They wanted something to happen. They, it didn't matter how it started. They wanted something to happen so they could say, see, see, it's just like them. They're just like us. It is this, it is that. It is, uh, they're violent too. That is not the way the world works. The violence comes uniquely from the left, exclusively from the left. I don't, I don't, well, you can't say, yeah, I can't. Oh, you can point out an exception here or there, but I'm not talking about the exception. You shouldn't govern through the exceptions. You should not um, be dictated to by the exceptions. Uh, you got to stick with the... I'm looking at the TV and I see that International Fellowship of Christians and Jews ad interspersed with actual footage from Israel, there's this staged stuff of them loading up meals and things. Staged. I can't guarantee that it's staged, but I will tell you this. If you're going to donate to a charity, do a little bit of research on the charity. And if you see a charity advertising the house, first of all, you can tell the difference between live on the scene footage and live footage from a set or some. The quality is different. The production value is different. 
Secondly, I looked up the uh, 990 form, and I urge you to every organization, every charity, every nonprofit, if it's even if it's especially if it's political, but every nonprofit, look up the 990 form. 990 form is a form they have to uh, put out there with the IRS. They have to file with the IRS, and in it, they're supposed to give the top 10 salaries for the people who, you know, their employees, their contractors, whatever. But the, the it's not just their business expenses, their salaries, they're what their people are paid. And the woman who runs that organization is making almost seven. And when you factor in the, uh, the additional benefits, whatever the hell that means, it can't just be health insurance because it's like 70000 a year or something like that. She, her salary is about $700,000 a year. $700,000 a year to go on TV and talk about how you've got to give just $45 a month and that will help feed the Jews. And you got Michelle Bachman there, who I don't think is doing it on a volunteer basis, talking about, oh, this is what you've got to do. Give us this, that, and the other thing. I don't begrudge them making money. But if you just do the math, that woman is making, we'll just call it $700,000 divided by $45. That is... She, her salary could feed 15,555 people for a month. Now that's, you know, she's got to eat too. But that just seems excessive for a charity in my mind. I don't know why I'm just looking at that and I'm, I'm seeing this. So I uh, decided to blurt that out. You know, I, I'm as pro-Israel as they come, but I'm more pro-reality and pro-honesty than anything else. So you watch that commercial, and you're like, you got to do this woman eat only a carrot for the past two days. Well, feed her then, okay? You know, maybe her cry. maybe instead of filming her crying and being, you know, near starvation, I would point out she's a little fat for somebody who only eats half a carrot a day, but... You know, I'll just say that, you know, help her. Don't exploit her. Anyway, back to the pro-Israel. <laughs> the, the other one, it's, I don't consider that anti-Israel. Back to the pro-Israel rally that was there today. It was huge. The leadership of Congress was down there. Mitch McConnell couldn't go because of whatever reason. He's probably not well enough. Uh, I'm sure that the people who run the podcast that is basically a Mitch McConnell uh, apologist, I mean, guy worked for Mitch McConnell, I'm sure he can explain where Mitchie was. Don't fool yourself into thinking you're not getting the swamp creature stuff there. But anyway, it was a, it was a totally different world of what was going on out there. You see these marches across. There's a march last night. There's a protest out in San Francisco. Xi Jinping, their god, the left's god, is in town meeting with Joe Biden, who's now a heretic because he won't call for the extermination of Jews. But they're out there in, in San Francisco, and they're protesting. They've taken to the streets in San Francisco, demanding whatever it is. I imagine they're demanding that China keep... TikTok going so that their brain cells can continue continue to deteriorate, but all can deteriorate simultaneously so they can still feel morally superior to other people as they all slowly go down the drain. It's just so damn stupid. You watch this crap and you think, what the hell is wrong with this country? 
what the hell is wrong with these parents? I'll get into that either to, in a bit, or as I'm thinking about writing something that'll probably get me fired from everywhere, but somebody's got to say it. And, or, well, I want to play you this clip from Nikki Haley, just to show you that it's, there is insanity all over the place. There's a lot of stupid and a lot of dangerous in this country. And there's a lot, there's, there's money to be made. There is, there's politics to be played. There's ground to be gained by playing this kind of crap and appealing to the lowest common denominator. And what do I mean? Well, this is Nikki Haley on Fox News yesterday talking about social media. Now, remember, she's talking about what she'd do on day one, her first day in office, the first thing she'd do if she became president. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, Social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say. And it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. No, it won't. That's an incredibly stupid idea. And to think that it would somehow make people polite. I am who I am on social media. I'm wildly impolite on social media and I don't give a damn. My pastor can look at it all day long. If he says something stupid, I'm going to point out how what he just said was stupid. It has nothing to do with that. It's the threats that are the problem, but that's against the law already. We don't need the... And I would just add this, and this is the question that every presidential candidate should be asking themselves. Every politician should be asking themselves. Where in the hell in the Constitution does this authority come from? It's a simple question. It should be the guiding force to everything. Now, you want to use the bully pulpit of the President of the United States to lecture parents about how they should be better parents? Fine, all well and good. Knock yourself out. You can do that. That is encouraging people to do something, not federally mandating it. There's a big, big difference there. But she's just, no, the first thing out, the first thing you'll do, that's your top priority, is to make sure that people are verified on Twitter so that their name is attached to what they say, and that's somehow a national security threat. Now, Harris Faulkner is sitting there, and it doesn't occur to, when somebody says national security threat, my first question is, how? How is this a national security threat? Because if it is a genuine national security threat, I want to know about it. I, I then might take up the cause because I do not like threats to national security. I'm old-fashioned that way. But there is no world in which somebody being a jackass on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok is a national security threat. You want to get the Russians out of there, get the then ban TikTok. Call straight up for a ban of TikTok. I don't really care. Go ahead and ban TikTok. TikTok, or call for it at least, have the guts to call for it. But this idea that first thing, your first priority, that's your priority. You're going to mess with social media. 
I just, these people have gone insane. What they don't want to say is what needs to be said. And what needs to be said more than anything is we need to call out bad parents. We desperately need to call out bad parents. That kid who was beaten to death defending his friend out in Vegas. Beaten to death by a, a gang of eight. I hope they all go spend the rest of their lives in jail. I wish they, I hope they have the death penalty. Kill them. Oh, but they're minor. I don't care. I don't care. If you could participate in that, you're not beyond redemption because you can redeem yourself. I just don't care. All right? There comes a point when you do something horrible and heinous. And these aren't 10-year-old kids. These are 16, 17-year-olds. They know better. They know better. If you can, There comes a point where you do something so heinous that even if you do redeem yourself, it's irrelevant. That'll help you in the next life, not in this one. All right? I don't care. Your job, it's up to God to deal with you in the next one. It's up to us to deal with you in this one. And in this one, what you have done is irredeemable. I hope your soul is saved. You find a way, great and good on you. But you need to rot and spend the rest of your life in prison, plain and simple. That, that's all there is to it. But those kids, if you watch the video, they've got all the footage blurred out of the kids because they're minors. You've got to protect the kids. You've got to watch this. You've got to do that. You've got to do the other thing. They're minors. <clears throat> they're minorities. They're mostly black. And somebody's got to ask the real question here because somebody's got to have the balls to come out and say to the tiny minority of black America that is crap parents, but you've got to get better at it. The vast majority of black parents are good parents. From a percentage standpoint, however, there are far too many of them who are bad parents. What do I mean? How many bits of raids on liquor stores, on Amazon trucks, on FedEx trucks, on Targets and Best Buys? And have you seen... Where all you hear is, oh, the youth, youth, youth did this. A gang of youth today raided a Home Depot. What is the characteristic that the vast majority of the youth, and they use youth as a euphemism, they're black kids. I've had this conversation with James Golden, I don't know, about a month ago. They're black kids, largely. Where are their parents? They are taught by their political leadership, by their schools by their teachers that they are victims that they'll never get ahead do not bother trying the system is rigged they have been instilled with a message a dystopian message quite frankly vast majority of people put that aside and recognize it for the crap that it is but more and more of them are falling for it parents need to stand up to that message and counteract that message Look, you can't sit around and bitch and go, we've got an incarceration problem in this country. We've got too many people, particularly minority men, in prison. And then sit there and watch this crime spree unfold and say nothing about it. Not, it's not enough to condemn it and say, this is wrong. You shouldn't, you shouldn't you know, loot an Apple store. Yeah, no kidding. Great, congratulations. You shouldn't loot an Apple store. Uh, I don't know, you get your, there's your duh moment of the week. The real point is the people who looted the Apple store should go to jail. 
Moreover, the parents of the kids who looted the Apple store need to be publicly humiliated and shamed because they are bad parents. Can we just say it? There might be an exception where, oh, they're the best parents, but the kid just went wrong. But for the most part, if your kid is out participating in a flash mob looting spree or beating the hell out of a kid because he stuck up for a friend to the point that you stomp him to death, you are a bad parent. You can be swept up in the moment, I understand that. But if you're a good parent, you prepare your children for that. You make sure they do not associate with people who are inclined to do that. You make sure you know where they are all the time so that they are not roaming the streets of the Miracle Mile in downtown Chicago looking for the footlocker gates to be pried open. You have to step up. Parents whose children do these things, participate in these things, are not good parents. Since the vast majority of what we see is black, that's who I have to address. Now, there was a time when there really was a time when a Jesse Jackson would have come out and said something about this. He might have tried to equivocate it and say, well, because of this, we're doing that, we're doing the other. That day is gone. Jesse Jackson is too old. He is too unhealthy and too infirm to go out there. Plus, he's irrelevant. Most of the kids today out there running around the streets in, the, in their teens and 20s and 30s, they have no idea who Jesse Jackson is. And they have been trained to not give a damn about anybody or anything. There is no black leadership. The closest thing is Al Sharpton, and he doesn't give a damn. He recognizes he's only going to criticize conservatives. He's only going to criticize black conservatives and white conservatives. That's it. That's his whole shtick. He's not out there. He sees the same footage everybody else does. He's a freaking reverend. Yeah, he's a reverend like I'm a rabbi. But he's a reverend. And he's out there making sure that this stuff doesn't see the light of day. You wouldn't know this stuff exists if you watched MSNBC to the extent they ever talk about these sorts of things they do use the euphemistic term youths and they do pretend that what is isn't and what isn't is they celebrate I've heard of talk about well this is just modern reparations no it's not it's thievery it's wrong and these kids I'm telling you not everybody but it doesn't take everybody, will continue to commit crimes. Once you start getting away with it, once you do it, there are two paths to take. One where you feel really bad about it. You feel that rush. Everybody feels that rush. And then your conscience starts to eat at you because you're a human being. And you feel bad and you go, you know what, I'm not going to do that anymore. Whether it's the first time or the fifth time or whatever, sooner or later it's just your conscience because I can't keep doing this. I won't keep doing this. It's wrong. I'm going to stop. But then there are those other people who go, I need more. It's the same people who, you know, nine time, nine out of 10 people can drink a beer and be perfectly fine. That 10th person becomes an instant jackass and loves the feeling that gets in that rush that leads him to being an instant jackass. And suddenly they're drinking all the time and they become an alcoholic. Most people can smoke a joint and no big deal. 
And there's other people who go, I love that high. I love that feeling. I need to find another way to get it. Is there something else I can give me some meth? Give me something else I can smoke. And they go down the pathway to addiction. Those are the people that need, you really aren't going to be able to reach. But swept up in all of that is all the people who have the potential. Look, everybody is a kid, is a real kid, not a 20-something-year-old has done something that everybody's probably stole and then they feel guilty about it or whatever. They get bad. I was good at it. I was good at it when I did it. But I felt guilty about it. The rush was real. But I recognized that, you know, even if for what, I'd probably stop for the wrong reason. Like if I get caught, I'm, I'm screwed. So I'm not going to do it. Same reason I don't drink and drive. Be like you're 10 feet tall and bulletproof when you're 21 years old. And I'm a really good drunk driver, my friends used to say to everybody. Oh, everybody thought they were a really good drunk driver. And there comes a point where you're like, I'm lucky I have not been killed and I have not been arrested, that whatever. And now it would be really wildly stupid to get caught with a DUI. And so you just don't do it. And you don't even, I don't even have one beer. If I, and I drive. I prefer to drive. I'd much rather drive and be able to leave when I want to leave than be able to drink. Doesn't matter. There are other people who get hammered and they're in their 40s and their 50s and they're idiots. That's what you've got to guard against. But you can't guard against it if you don't admit that there's a problem. The problem is the Democratic Party and the progressive establishment has told a generation of young black kids that they're never going to get ahead. The system is rigged against them. You're screwed. The other people have privilege. You have no privilege. It's the opposite. You have disadvantage. And you're never going to get ahead. And it's unfair. And so what do they do? They have no hope. What if you rip somebody, hope from somebody, you've created, you, you've stripped them of their humanity. You did that to them. These so-called leaders did this to them. The people who you're supposed to trust, people in positions of power. Now, parents are supposed to recognize this. Parents are supposed to counteract this. That parents haven't is why these parents need to be shamed, why these parents need to be called out. People are going to get killed, and nobody's going to care. That kid out in Vegas was killed. But sooner or later, one of these stores getting looted, one of these trucks getting looted, one of these things getting looted, somebody's just going to break out with a pistol and start shooting. And it will be absolutely justified. I won't be on the jury because of this, but I wouldn't vote to convict. I would absolutely understand it. You see that? The people jumping on the hoods of cars, whatever, they're just in the midst of a wilding frenzy. Somebody jumps on the hood of my cars and my kids are in that car. I pedal on right, make cargo vroom. And if I got to roll over 15 or 20 of you to protect my children, so be it. I will never lose a second's worth of sleep over taking out somebody who's threatened my family ever under any circumstances. It wouldn't be haunted by it. I wouldn't care. That is commonplace. And all you need on a jury is one person to look at that and go, it's absolutely reasonable that I would be threatened by this. It's absolutely reasonable that I would feel threatened by 20 people 
running into a store where I'm working, jumping behind the counter and just smashing things and grabbing things and everything. What's to stop one or any of them or all of them from turning on me? They already stomped to death a kid out in, in Las Vegas. It's going to be absolutely 100% justified. It will forever be absolutely 100% justified. Over in, it was Europe somewhere, somebody finally, uh, I called it, I wrote about it, a column called Somebody's Going to Get Killed. The anti-environmental nut job people blocking traffic. Somebody came up, started arguing with these mutants. They're not going to get out of the road. Don't you understand? Oil is bad. I don't care what you've got to do. Somebody had a bad day. He pulled out a pistol and he murdered two people. He murdered two people. Horrible situation do i i don't know what justice system they have in some one of these norwegian countries i don't know if they have jury trials or what but if they have a jury trial just like us if it just takes one person no it was in south america that's right it wasn't north it was somewhere in south america if they have a jury system and it just takes one juror you can't tell me that they're not going to find one person who'll sit there and go you know what i can't stand these people these people, these entitled bastards, to hell with them. And will vote not guilty. Things are changing. And not for the better. But they're changing because of the left. And if we don't get a handle on it, it's going to get a hell of a lot worse before it gets any better. If we don't get a handle on it, if somebody doesn't say this, if somebody doesn't come out and say, hey, black parents... You've got to get a handle on these kids. You've got to start instilling some hope in these kids and let them know that they can get ahead. That they've been lied to. That crime is wrong and nothing justifies your illegal activity. Nothing justifies beating the hell out of somebody. Nothing justifies looting a store. Nothing. Nothing at all. Then people are going to get killed. If you think that your progressive democratic leadership, black, white, or whatever, is going to give a damn when that happens... You haven't been paying attention. They'll care to the extent that they can use it in any way, shape, or form. If it's somebody's killed by a white person or a white cop and they think they can use it, absolutely they'll use it. If not, they don't give a damn. How many graves do they routinely urinate on in Chicago of young black men who, you know, did nothing? The innocent victims who were hit by stray bullets. How many in the last 10 years? 5,000? More? Is there a number that would make them care? If there is, it's too high to bear. Somebody's going to have to step up. Somebody's got to tell you. This is unacceptable. I know you don't want to hear it from some white dude. So I'm telling you, find somebody. I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, find somebody who will be acceptable. One would think Barack Obama would do the job, but Barack Obama's part of the problem. He's not part of the solution. He's never been part of the solution. He'll never be part of the solution. You have to give a damn about something other than yourself and your political agenda to be a part of the solution. So I'm just throwing it out there in the hopes that somebody in a position will actually will be listened to does something. 
Not because I want to shop at a Foot Locker. I order my shoes online. They're size 15. I can't find them in stores. I ain't got time for that. Apple products, I get online again. I ain't got time for that. It's not, I'm not going near a major city where things are going to get looted or anything like that. The carjacking is through the roof in D.C. I'm just not interested. But I care about human life. Care about, you know, you start down this path and you're going to, the people who get the rush from it are going to get a lot worse. They're not just, nobody who really gets off on shoplifting is going to stop at shoplifting. You need that rush, you need that money, you need more, 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 and that never ends in a good place. And somebody who could be saved, somebody who could be righted, their ship could be righted, will end up being dead. Then the parents will cry, oh, it's horrible, he was such a good kid. Why is he on the surveillance footage beating the hell out of the clerk until the clerk pulls out the gun with, you know, or standing around while 10 other people beat the hell out of the clerk? Whatever it is. It kind of got out of control with Black Lives Matter, the BLM Antifa protests where, oh, it was mostly peaceful. Well, if you're at a mostly peaceful march, if you're at a march and the Nazis show up and they're on your side, get the hell out of there. I don't care what your cause is. I don't care how noble you think your cause is. You know what? I don't want to be associated with Nazis. You're at a protest for some left-wing cause? Fine. More power to you. The second somebody starts throwing Molotov cocktails or bricks at cops, if you don't leave, you're associated with that. You're, you're in like that. You want to protest for the Palestinians? Go ahead. The second they start chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free and keep the world clean with their little drawings of the Star of David in a garbage can. If you don't leave, you're in Nuremberg in 1933, okay? And you're cheering. You're going to need Tommy John surgery on your shoulder from all the hiling of Hitler you're doing. That's how committed you are. You're either in or you're out. You don't get to be a little bit pregnant. You don't get to be a little bit anti-Semitic. You don't get to be a little bit fascistic. You don't get to be a little bit destructive. You don't get to loot just dabbling in looting. No, you're in or you're out. And you don't get to do a little bit of parenting. You're in or you're out. And if you got parents, you're in. Or do your kid a favor. Find somebody somewhere or some organization that will raise your kid because you're too bad at it if you can't have this conversation, if you can't stop your kid from participating in this crap. <sighs> Lastly, just to show that it's not just Democrats who are awful people, although they're the worst. This, I thought, was funny the first time I saw it, and the more I thought about it, the worse I thought of it. It is of... Uh, Almost a fight that happened in the United States Senate. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Mark Wayne is apparently one first name, all one word. And Republican Senator and Sean O'Brien, who is with the Teamsters. Sean O'Brien, he'll explain the situation. Sean O'Brien's a douche. He's a leftist douche. Everybody, everybody on Twitter is 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Everybody is a superhero. They are the keyboard warriors who... 
will tell talk a big game and then they'll see you in public and they'll just pretend oh geez i didn't i hope he doesn't connect the dots between this that and the other thing um Sean O'Brien said some mean things about Mark Wayne Mullen, challenging, making it sound like he challenged him to a fight. The difference is um, Sean O'Brien is a bald necklace, overweight guy necklace because his necklace, like necklace without a neck. He kind of looks like he had a normal shaped head and neck that melted some, you know, like a candle was put too close to a fireplace. And it's just, it's an unpleasant look. And uh, Mark Wayne Mullen is a former MMA fighter. So I'm pretty sure that you don't want to get into a fight with a former MMA fighter. And, uh, well, this went down. And Bernie Sanders is the voice of reason you will hear here. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Big oh, hold, stop it. Is that your Sorry. solution? Every poll. Oh, no, no, sit down. Oh, you're a clown. Sit down. Okay. You know, okay. you're a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shim. it. Hold it. If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. This is a hearing. I never thought I would agree with Bernie Sanders. Now, you can hear Sean O'Brien's, well, you, you stood your butt up. And the second he did, he uh, got a little nervous. Because Mark Wayne Mullen is in very good shape and a former professional fighter. He would have kicked the ever-living crap out of Sean O'Brien. Sean O'Brien is a teamster. He talks a good game. But trust me, leadership in unions don't get their fingernails dirty. They might have fought when they were younger, but uh, it's been a while. They're soft. They've gone soft. So Mark Wayne Mullen would have beaten the ever-loving crap out of him. If they really want to fight, they could do so. I don't have a problem with two grown men deciding to fight. Both of them want to fight? Do it. It doesn't even have to be for charity. Just get them in a room and say, all right, go ahead. But when I say stop, you damn well better stop and go to town. Have a fight. I couldn't care less. But a Senate hearing is not the place for this. I did admit I saw it. It was funny. I thought it was funny the first time. I thought, oh, my God. But a Senate hearing is not the place for this. What the hell is going on in society that we are getting to the point where this level of stupidity is acceptable this level of bravado this level of whatever the hell it's just at a certain point you have to have some decorum you want to take it out you want to do it on senate grounds i don't care an official senate proceeding is not where this place is not the place for this it's just not don't do it on the floor of the senate don't do it in the senate hearing you want to do it in the halls of the senate you want to do it in your senate office i couldn't care less you want to do it outside the senate in the swamp over there where they have the press conferences fine do it an official proceeding is where I draw the line. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, whatever it is. The institution of the United States Senate is something I have too much reverence for to sit there and have a dick-measuring contest between two guys 
over a freaking tweet. I'll say that Mark Wayne Mullen would kick the ever-loving crap out of Sean O'Brien, but Mark Wayne Mullen really seriously needs to toughen up there, Buttercup. Honestly, you're getting mad about a tweet. Oh, it's nasty, and oh, they probably tweeted you a whole bunch of times. But you entered the arena, okay? That's the game of politics. If you can't handle it, get the hell out. So somebody who can handle it can get in there. Just you watch. The more I think about this, the more pathetic the whole thing is. Amusing the first time you see it, but you think about it, it just gets really sad. It's a sad commentary on where we are as a society. It's a sad commentary on these douchebags having their dick measuring contest in a hearing. It is a sad commentary that Bernie Sanders is the voice of reason in any circumstance. Good God, how screwed up does the situation have to be where people look to Bernie to make sense out of things. Anyway, that is... You know what? I'm going to play this for you because I I like it. I don't want to go into it a whole lot because... Uh, it's self-explanatory. There is explicit language in this, so be warned. There's a guy over in London on the street. There's, of course, one of these pro-Nazi, pro-Palestine. Oh, they're bombing the... Ho- oh, they're doing this to the sweet hospital. Like, under the hospital is the headquarters of Hamas. Right? No, 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 there are sick people in the hospital. Yeah, they're called human shields, okay? Be pissed off at Hamas. These people will find any way to... Just did, well, they're killing civilians. Hamas is using them as human shields. Also, that you think that makes it okay? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I really do. Look, if there are a thousand civilians around one hundred terrorists being used as human shields to protect those one hundred terrorists, guess what happens if a those one thousand civilians refuse to play that game and leave? They'd probably, you know maybe would face some threats or whatever, maybe a little bit of violence. But guess what would really happen if those 1,000 civilians looked at those 100 Hamas leaders and said, you people are scum and you're the problem, and they all turned on them. They'd take them out pretty damn quick. Would 10, 20, 30 of the 1,000 civilians not make it? Possibly, probably. But you know what? A hell of a lot more of them would not make it if a bomb was dropped on them from above. Just saying the right thing to do sometimes comes with a heavy cost. But once it's done, it's done. Um, This guy over in London is apparently Jewish, and he's yelling about these morons who are protesting on behalf of the terrorists. And it's, it's quite something to behold, frankly, because everything he says is absolutely true, including that they're the worst of genocide. If this is a genocide, the population of the Palestinians has only increased over time. Listen to this. These women here, go to Gaza, you want to go talk in Gaza? These women, they can't talk in Gaza. It's a joke. It's a joke, it's become fashion. It's fashion, it's fashion, this bullshit. It's fashionable, yes. Doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, does it? How many bombs France in fucking Syria, here, London, they all, all it is is an excuse to hate Jews. It's us, the problem's us, isn't it? It's us. You think tomorrow, if there was no Israel, this problem would be solved? They fucking kill each other. 
Rwanda genocide. We're the worst. We're the worst that committed genocide. The fucking population has tripled in the last ten fucking years. Genocide. These people are they're fucking idiots. They're idiots blind, blind by hate. Absolutely, one hundred percent true. Of course, the morons protesting, marching along with the fascists don't know history, they don't know the present, they don't know a damn thing. They know jingoism and they know that uh, that with which they have been brainwashed. They're too damn stupid to recognize it. <sighs> Where? Come on, God. Show up. Show these morons the way. Anyway, that's enough for today. Have a great Wednesday. We'll be back to do it all again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Happy, uh, happy hump day.